Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And yet again, another snub by the Oscars. No Wonder Woman 1984 for Best Picture. Whatever world this is, I want no part in it. Yeah, how dare they not address the obvious need at the very least, it should be getting, not even a nomination, just give it best paranormal rape scene of a movie. <laughs> I don't know that that's a category. I mean, I don't think we've seen a really good one since Scary Movie 3 or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Something tells me that's not a category in the Oscars, but I mean, who knows? After that quality scene, I, it's probably about to be next season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're taking almost the direct opposite approach to the Oscars this year as we did last year. <laughs> we watched every nominated yeah, I mean, nominated Best Picture. Everybody is kind of taking that approach. Yeah. I mean, even theaters are like, yeah, we don't really want to. We don't really want to show yeah. that. So. <laughs> but we've got a few nominated films that are maybe worth mentioning here, even though the Usual suspects are most likely going to win. <laughs> um, we brought. I think I mentioned. We, obviously, we haven't watched it, but um, Mank, that movie about Mankiewicz. I've, I've never or whatever. heard of this movie. No, I mentioned it a couple of times, and you were probably like, "I'm not going to watch that," so you tuned me out. Yeah, but... I don't. I don't respect <laughs> movies that only have four letters in yeah. the title. This um, is the one that's about the guy who worked um, with uh, what's his name on. Oh my god. Rosebud. What's it sounds that movie? like you were really Citizen Kane. There we go. This. Obviously, I haven't watched it, so it's not my thing either. I didn't really like Citizen Kane, so I was like, I have no mm. reason. But it's the other guy who worked on it besides the like main guy. Anyway, I forgot all the information I learned about it weeks ago whenever I said it was coming out. So anyway, it's nominated for a whopping 10 uh, different awards. Mm. So that's leading the pack so far. Um, is and... this something that you could stream currently, or is it you had to find niche theaters that were open and had it uh it was it's on netflix actually it's on netflix yes okay yeah well, i guess we'll have I to check i think it, it out did then. a regular theater situation at the end of last year it mm. was it came out in theaters and then now it's on netflix. yeah i mean there's really only like a handful that seem to be getting in all these categories right so, yes so the black messiah that's on hbo max yes uh, so maybe i will check that out before it's gone yeah the trial of chicago 7 i think that's amazon that's... prime Oh, I thought that was Netflix too, but you probably you're probably right. No, it actually it might be Netflix. Then I think about it. You're right. Yeah, it's Netflix. I'm probably thinking of Borat too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were thinking that. I mean, they're both probably going to be contenders yeah. for yeah. Best Picture. Obviously, um, sadly, Borat two did not make the list for Best Picture. It should have, but it did not. <laughs> um. There's, I think most of these are available streaming now. So uh, the the other ones that, like you mentioned, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, the Trial of Chicago Seven, and then there's Sound of Metal, Nomadland, which I keep seeing screenshots on one of our services. That's also on HBO. Yeah. No. No. Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, it's Hulu. <laughs> it's one of the ones that does a full screen <laughs> shot. Yeah. I'm just here to ruin. Um. <laughs> The info of what streaming services. <laughs> anyway, um, so all of those have six nominations. So obviously, people or critics rather are we're enjoying them. Um, 
some really important ones to note, I thought, that were pretty cool. Not your standard uh, hoity-toity Oscar picks, but... Hoity-toity. Yeah. Maria Bakalova actually was nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Borat's subsequent movie film. And for anybody who hasn't seen it, she plays the daughter, and you should definitely see it. <laughs> yeah, she was easily the best part of that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then also Best Animated Feature Film. There uh, there was a, a few on here that I didn't recognize, as well as Soul, which was really good, and Onward, which was good. Uh, I don't yeah. think it was anywhere near Soul. I mean, both Pixar movies, right? Yeah. But Soul I is feel like Soul is a clear winner. a better picture. Yeah. Um, I don't see it on the list, but there was one... I think it's an Apple TV animated movie about like Wolf Walker or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on there. Um, I've heard great things I about hadn't that. Heard about I have it, so. obviously not seen it. So I do want to check that out. But yeah, that was my bad. As far as what I've seen, Soul is easily the winner. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Because I didn't recognize any of the other ones. Um, and then this one I thought was really fun. Best original song. I recognized something on that list. Husevik, which was the like theme song that they sang at the end of Euro's Eurovision Song Contest, the one they win yeah. with or whatever. Spoiler, but <laughs> I feel like there's no spoilers. From just saying like the that, name of the but... song just spoils the movie. Yeah, for people? no, no. The fact I just said the one they win with, but oh, okay. yeah, you could take that out. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't imply matter. that they're gonna win, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought I thought it was a really pretty song and it was really cool. So I hope it wins because yeah, that'd be fun. It was for... definitely better than uh, shit they did in Bill and Ted Three. Oh my god, yeah, for real. The the just oh we don't actually have a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big plot point oh, we don't actually have we it. don't actually have a song yeah. Um, and then finally, I thought worth mentioning best visual effects. Love and Monsters was nominated, which in my brain I'm like I don't remember the effects being. Amazing? I feel like I referenced how I thought it was really impressive for yeah. the tier of what that movie, to me, was going to be. Right, yeah. It was good for what we thought, but I, I just, I don't remember being, like, mind blown by the visual effects, but maybe I'm just, maybe I haven't, don't remember. Um, you just, you're just smug about I guess. visual effects now. Yeah. Uh, also nominated for that category was Tenet. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak <sighs> Man, to it, I but. I just, like. <laughs> Throw a dog a bone. Let, yeah. let me fucking watch it on HBO Max already. Yeah. I can I go rent it? Sure. Will no, I? No. I No, you will not. I have HBO Max and I want that movie on. Yeah. It. <laughs> Just make it happen. So yeah, there's a lot of other categories, a lot of that are the typical nominated things and people can you know check it out. The nomination lists are out there now, but those are the only ones I thought were really were worth mentioning personally. It seemed like a, a small list of I mean obviously not a whole lot's going on the last right. year or so. Yes. You know, they even tweaked stuff with the Oscars because of yeah, they the lack the, of content they coming out. They extended the eligibility date or whatever by a month, I think, and some other shit like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some of these I gotta check out. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure somebody felt there was a snub in there somewhere. Uh-huh. Obviously, Wonder Woman 1984. Well, it's clearly Should have won everything. Yeah, it should have just swept. They should have just made a whole night dedicated to why that movie was so great. Yeah. It was the best worst movie ever. I don't even think it was, though. (laughs) I think there's been better worst movies. Okay, I'll give you that. Better bad movies. That's all (laughs) good. Resident Evil, I guess you could argue. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, moving on. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, let's talk about our new releases this week then. Since we're digging right in, we, as you may, if for those listeners, might realize that we skipped a week because we were moving. So we apologize for the slight hiatus, but it was a nightmare and uh, we are back on track. Still working on getting everything organized, but here we are. Yes. So. So anybody who's looking for our Anatomy of the WandaVision episode, it's coming. It's still coming. Please stand by. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so since we skipped a week, I'm going to tell you a few things that already technically already came out um, because I found out afterwards as well. <laughs> uh, so Amazon Prime, uh, this one's great and I can't wait to watch it. Uh, March 12th, they released Honest Thief, which we watched the trailer for a while back. And this one is basically uh, Liam Neeson plays a bank robber who turns himself in and then proceeds to get screwed over by the two FBI agents that take him in or whatever. Um, so it looks very Taken-ish, except money mm-hmm. rather than... <laughs> it's, it's taking advantage of... Yeah. <laughs> taking advantage of a special set of skills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that looks like it could be fun. I have a particular set of overly trusting issues. <laughs> a particular set of bills. <laughs> and on Disney Plus, coming up on March 19th, everybody's waiting for this, I'm sure, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is premiering. So, very exciting. Honestly, I'm going to watch it, yeah. but I'm not as hyped for it as I feel I should be. Well, and I, think, I don't know why. I think we're still running on the high from WandaVision. That's my guess. Like, yeah. WandaVision was so crazy and so good that we're like, this is, like, we're not thinking about other property, like, other people yet. So, I think once we start watching it, it'll get, I think we'll get into it. Yeah. I mean, so. for fuck's sakes, we have Justice League coming out this yeah. week. And- yeah. Yes, we do. Now that you mentioned that. Uh, HBO Max, obviously. March 18th, Zack Snyder's Justice League will be released and that's gonna be super fucking long so we'll have proof that it does exist yes <laughs> finally yeah so it's be four plus hours yeah it's gonna be crazy yeah i'm i'm ready for it yeah uh and then march 10th previously came out this uh it's looking like an animated cartoon called yolo crystal fantasy um that one looks like it could be entertaining it's like an Aus- two australian I girls threw it on last night a little bit not good Five minutes in, I was like, uh, I'm not really feeling this. But, like, okay. I don't know if it was because I was just tired. I don't know okay. if I just... I'll give it another try. But okay. But I just... I wasn't in the mood for it, I guess, at the Got time. Got it. Do they have any fun slang? Because it was Australian, right? I didn't get far enough to No? Really. Okay. Got it. It started out really fucking weird. I don't know what was going on. Okay. I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't... <laughs> I'm not trying to figure out what the fuck's happening. Yeah. I, in my head, I'm hoping it turns out to be kind of, like, weird funny, like Kath and Kim was. Like, the first episode <laughs> is, like, this weird Lord of the Rings spoof thing. Ah, uh, it sounds So, great. I don't know if that's just, like, <laughs> every episode is gonna be like that, or if it's just, like, some weird intro, and then they'll yeah. get into, like, a normal... Gotcha. Okay, well, we'll have to see. Uh, but, another movie came out on Hulu last week, or just today, yesterday, uh, Buddy Games is a movie from 2019, but it's got like a, a good looking cast situation. It's got uh, Josh Duhamel and Nick Swardson and a couple other people that it looked familiar. So it seems like a buddy comedy, basically, literally mm-hmm. called Buddy Games. So I probably will check it out. That's coming. Uh, that came March 14th. 
And then we don't watch this, but if you guys watch Mayans MC, season three premieres on March 17th on Hulu via FX or FX via Hulu, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's on cable FX, but you can watch it through Hulu. Yes. Uh, as they air them. Yes. I, you know, that's a spinoff show from Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Never really got into it. I didn't even know it was even out until like a, a season into it. Yeah, same. I feel like. They talked about it, and then it was so long before they actually released it. I was like, yeah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> well, it's kind of like uh, Better Call Saul. Like, I, yes. I knew they were making that show, and then I was like into it, and then I didn't ever really jump into the show after, because right. it took so long to come out, and I was just kind of like, I think I'm over the whole yeah, Breaking little, Bad little thing. meth thing. <laughs> That's a different topic. Oh, right. <laughs> um. Speaking of things that are over, uh, there is a documentary that's hilariously coming out on Netflix called mm-hmm. The Last Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So- Famously uh, <laughs> canceled by culture. Yeah. Um, this comes out March 15th. And uh, I've seen memes flying around. Everybody thinks it's hilarious that Netflix, one of the propon- like one of the main reasons Blockbuster died, is now like, here's yeah. a documentary about the thing we killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're just... They're just- beating a dead horse yeah <laughs> it's weird too because like amazon prime has a documentary about netflix's rise as well it's mm-hmm. like yeah okay yeah let's just promote the competitors i guess yeah uh and then march 18th skylines that one's pretty exciting it's the third installment of those movies which we didn't even know was happening yeah. skyline and then some other movie that has skyline in the title it's, yeah i <laughs> I don't remember the title of the second one, but just... Sci-fi, to... apocalyptic, uh, alien invasion. Yep. It's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this time they work together with the aliens, it seems. Yeah. So, that'll be interesting. Yes. And then coming up March 20th, Netflix has Jiu-Jitsu, which I know you're excited for. Yeah, I've been wanting to see this for a while. <laughs> Nicolas uh, Cage, how can it go wrong? I mean, I it's going to. <laughs> Ninja's fighting some kind of predator yeah creature thing it looks insane and uh peacock has on march 12th actually we started this but we'll talk about it another time but uh march 12th resident alien season one began streaming on peacock it's actually a sci-fi show um but there's three episodes available on peacock if anybody wants to check it out without this without the premium package because we don't have that it looks like season one is almost over for sci-fi like they have two episodes left that haven't aired so I imagine Peacock will get the rest of it after. Probably, yeah. But right now they have three episodes. I don't know why they have specifically three. It's enough three. to get a vibe on whether you're into the show or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name is the lead? Alan Tudyk. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, pretty much a fish out of water scenario with yeah. an alien hiding in plain sight, right? Yeah, but like the middle of nowhere, Colorado or something. Yeah. So that it's, it's very entertaining if you like that kind of humor. The way he uh, talks reminds me of... The robot in Rogue One. Yeah. The way he executes some of the lines really yeah. reminds me of that. Yeah. And obviously he was the voice, so. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so we'll talk about that on another episode, I'm sure, because we're going to keep watching. Um, and then also, Martin March 12th, Cherry finally came out to Apple TV Plus for anybody who's waiting for that, the Tom Holland film. There's a lot of stuff on Apple TV Plus I want to watch. So yeah. I think we're going to have to get like a trial and just yeah. binge the shit out of stuff. There, I'll have to take a week off work mm-hmm. and then we'll just fucking binge every day. Um, I feel like Apple TV Plus was like a sleeper for a while. There was like almost nothing new. 
and then they suddenly started adding stuff in the last few months. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. So you're going to call in. Your boss is going to be like, are you sick or something? Yeah. Yeah. Sick of not staying home watching the whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good reason. Technically, you're sick. Yeah. Sick and tired. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's a good catch up for the last two weeks of stuff. Yes, definitely. Obviously, there's plenty more out there, but... To be honest, I was kind of surprised there wasn't more, <laughs> but... Yeah, whenever I like, I feel like there's got to be more, I, I just... You stop. To me, it means there's we not. missed something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something big came out and we just forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we didn't miss anything big. But if you notice we missed something big, please write us and let us know or tweet at us, whatever, you know. DTFpod. Yep. At gmail.com. Yes, or at DTFpod on Twitter. Yeah. All right, we do have some things that are uh, getting some schedule shifting. Uh, Superman and Lois was actually apparently renewed for a season two already. They're what, like a couple episodes into the premiere? Yeah. Um, on top of that, the show's going on hiatus because of COVID-related issues, so they will not be able to film for a while, but it will be returning May 18th. Uh, and because of this, they're basically going to be shifting between this show and Supergirl's premiere. Oh. So they'll air what they have of this, shift to Supergirl's premiere for whatever episode count they have, mm-hmm. and then jump back to this in May. Oh, okay. Do this show, and then back to Supergirl. Okay. Which kind of seems like an interesting method. Like I, Yeah. I might be into that just in a, as a general mm-hmm. style. So yeah. we could tie in the shows to each other. That'd be kind of fun to do yeah. that. Yeah, kind of like when they do the like ridiculous crossover bullshit every yeah. year. I mean, I don't think they do. A, <clears throat> they're not doing a crossover, right? This year. No, but I'm saying if you did something like that, it would be kind of like that. Where yeah, things tie it together. would be fun to do that. Anyways, uh, Simpsons. <laughs> I don't think there's any shock here. Is renewed for another two seasons. Honestly, surprised it's only two. I, right, but here <laughs> I think Disney because they're not going to want to like get rid of that. Right, that's like a brand that helps sell subscriptions right yeah just so people can like you know that's a show that people love to rewatch. yeah so i feel like they're doing the the, the short season renewals to get as long as, as far as they can interested. as long as people are into it yeah i mean i'm sure they want to keep it going as long as they can so they can keep that brand as yeah. a, something to keep people on the service right mm-hmm. uh the equalizer this is that cbs show that uh oh, stars the... queen latifah yes that one uh. yeah <laughs> In my head, I was like, Mary J. Blige? No, not that one. <laughs> uh, it's been renewed for a season two. I don't know how many episodes they've had yet. Oh, yeah. I wanted to check this out. We're, this is on Paramount, right? Paramount Plus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It... Eh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. why don't we just get into that right now? Yeah. So, Paramount Plus, uh, it I guess, launched last week while we were on break. Two weeks ago, March 4th. Yeah. yeah. While we were on break. Yes. Kind of looks like the same fucking app it yep. was. With, when it was CBS All Access, yeah. I don't think there's really much of a difference besides having more what they call originals, mm-hmm. which and again are just, logo. we're going to buy this and now it's ours. Now it's ours, yeah. This is mine now. Yeah. yeah. So they did absolutely nothing with the actual UI of the app, mm-hmm. which I was expecting a complete overhaul. Because the way they branded it was like, oh, we're rebranding, we're bringing a whole new experience to yeah. this. There's no platform. difference. 
it's, it's just the same app. They just put a new brand on. Yeah. You know, they, they reskinned it and that was it. Yeah. And they the made a whole thing like on the apps or the website or whatever that I was on. Like I was checking it out before it came out and it was like, oh, there's going to be a new app and all this shit. And I was like, oh shit, we're going to have to download a new app and do all that. No, we didn't have to do that. It's the same app. It just, it just fucking changed names. It updated and it's all good. And yeah. then there's no difference. Mm-hmm. But not even so now they're you would think that they're like making this bigger deal app theoretically mm-hmm. right or bigger deal service you would add maybe hmm I don't know a watch list yeah that's the most <laughs> insane part about this you don't even have a watch list on that app yeah you have to manually search for what you want to watch yeah you can't even just put it in a simple folder that you want to so I'm not even to. actually sure what the point of having profiles is. Just because you could do continue watching, maybe? Yeah, but even when you do that, again, you have to find the show. Yeah. I, I guess it's the idea is if you're binging a show, it's always at that first slot. Right, but yeah. even then, when you go into it, when you go into like the, the list of the episodes, it has the latest episodes at the top. And so, if you're not paying attention, you can accidentally just start the latest episode and, and completely miss <laughs> yeah. a chunk of episodes that you're not caught up yeah. on. Yeah. It just seems crazy that they went through this whole, like, you know, we want more people in, which I'm sure they got more people subscribing. Yeah. Um, But then you didn't even overhaul the app to give you what is, like, you know, normal Normal shit, like watch list and, like, the convenience of, I don't know, you can't even, like, rate things, you can't. Yeah, and then also, I, am I, maybe I'm not, I'm not sure if I remember correctly or not, but is there, there's no coming soon section or anything, is there? No, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, so it doesn't have a lot of the standard yeah, things. Yeah, even the, the organizing is a little yeah. complicated because there, there's, as far as I can tell, there's not even a section for just originals. Yeah. You kind of have to sort between CBS stuff and the other channels mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, so overall, not impressed with the overhaul of, or the supposed overhaul yeah, of CBS All Access to Paramount+. Plus. It seems like it was just sh- like a show, and there wasn't really a whole lot of meat to it. Well, I mean, you didn't really see anything until the Super Bowl ads, right? And then there was just a bunch of those, and yeah. then that was about it. Yeah. Every time you log in, there's this, oh, we're changing, and... Yeah whatever on march 4th or whatever it was yeah but, they're not competing that well with other services when their uh launch movie is spongebob it was cool that that's which a i thing. didn't even know was a thing until they had it yeah um not that i'm the market for that movie but yeah um but they did announce that they were gonna have a quiet place 2 and um mission impossible i think was the other was it mission uh, impossible i think so i believe it was mission impossible 7 so they they are trying to compete by having those theatrical type movies. Like I think it was like forty five days after they launch in theaters, they're going to be on the service exclusively. Yes, yes. So they're trying in that sense. Um, actually, speaking of a quiet place too, it actually even changed dates. Instead of being out in uh, September twenty fourth, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It's now going to be May twenty eighth. Okay. So they've they've shifted that. So we're getting it sooner. Yeah. Not that they aren't done with it, right? So. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How long ago was that going to come out? Forever and a half. But yeah, so the whole service, it just, it's, they've got content I like, obviously. Yeah. So I'm there for that. But yeah. I'm just really shocked they are not trying to compete on a, a customer. Like uh, utilization or, yeah. or functionality uh, level. Yeah. Or just convenience or yeah. whatever for the, the user. Yeah, definitely. Like, honestly, I would even be okay 
if there was, you know, like back in the day, Amazon had a, it was, there was one watch list, but there were no profiles and it pissed you off because I had a bunch of like workout videos or whatever on there, but like, but at least we could have a watch list. Mm -hmm. So I would take that over profiles personally. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose, which obviously they gave us profiles, which we were excited about. But yeah. now it's like, well, okay, where do I save my shit then? Like, why do I have a profile if I can't do anything about it? I mean, I get the idea is it's the profiles. You still get the convenience of like, well, these are my continued watching list yeah. for that convenience. But yeah. again, you don't have. That's only if you're binging one show, like you said. If you're currently watching that show. If yeah. it's like you watch a show and then like you watch a few other things and you want to go back to that show. Now you have to go manually search for that show. And you probably have to figure out where you left off because half the time you log in and it's like, oh, that's not where we left off. They don't show the bar of like where you watched it. It's like they only show the one that you're currently on, not the rest of them. Yeah. It's super weird. Mm -hmm. It needs work. So I have to hope that they are um, planning on implementing this kind of shit going forward. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to. Yeah. To compete. The streaming wars are full effect right now. Yeah. Um, all right, last on our schedule changing, Fast 9, I guess is what it's called. I think so. It's the new Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Or I guess it's old at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's delayed from May to June of this year. So it was originally set for May 22nd of last year. Mm-hmm. It was delayed to April of this year mm-hmm. and then delayed again to May. Now it's being delayed to June. Got it. So should we expect a July delay? Uh, Seems like they're like going month they're to month. They're definitely pulling a Cyberpunk 2077 situation. <laughs> That's a deep cut. I haven't heard that one in a while. People stop bitching about that game. Yeah. All right. I got some bad-ish news, maybe, for people who had tickets to San Diego Comic-Con uh, last year and the year before. <laughs> You've been pending your, your trip for two years. And it's going to be pended again. Um, and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, they have canceled the physical show again, sadly, for anybody who won the lottery in 2019 for the 2020 show is really going to be pissed off probably. So, um, they will. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they will, will again be replacing it with a virtual Comic-Con at home event, which takes place July 23rd to 25th. Um, and the people who rolled their badges over to 2021 will have them rolled to 2022 again. Or you can request a refund if you're like, nah, fuck it. I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> Let's get digital. Yep. Digital. <laughs> Let's get I'm digital. surprised no, like, uh, like, Zoom or something hasn't used that in their, like, marketing. <laughs> I'm available if you need a yeah. marketing guy. Um, and in related news, they also canceled the in-person WonderCon. And they're going to have a WonderCon at home event, which takes place March 26th to 27th. So that usually takes place in Anaheim, and they were like, no. (laughs) Is that what they said? Yeah. Press release? No. No. (laughs) I got some more bad news for you. Do you? Uh, Well, it depends who you are, I guess. (laughs) Okay, tell me it. Uh, The Powerpuff Girls live-action series for uh, CW is is in full swing. They've they've cast everybody, apparently, now. I forgot all about it. (laughs) So... Playing Blossom, the red-dressed... Pink-dressed. Pink, is it pink? Yeah, it's, it's red, red. red hair, pink okay. dress. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the, the pink... so, you're, so you're a fan then? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, <laughs> that, that tells two things. One, I knew enough that <laughs> it should have been one of those colors. And that I'm not good enough of a fan to know the exact color. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chloe Bennett, who played Quake on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, is oh, going yeah. to be playing Blossom. Okay. The pink slash red dressed. It's pink. <laughs> Powerpuff girl. The leader of the group, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Think she's going to have the bow? Got to have the bow, right? Probably, yeah. But they're, remember, this is going to be. And I'm not talking be... like Tomb Raider bow. Yeah. They're supposed to play like uh, adult, like disin, like they're disenfranchised, like 20s, right? yeah, in their twenties, and they're like distraught with their living father. their lives after the whole being mm-hmm. superheroes when they were children situation. So maybe there won't be bows yeah, involved. Maybe all this drama. Yeah, I could kind of see this one. I I feel like I I, I know that the I could see her being that. I mean, she's basically that character already from yeah. Agents of Shield, right? Yeah, yeah, just like uh, jaded and yeah, like. like doesn't really know yeah. where she fits into the world and yeah. shit. Yeah, so, definitely. Also, this kind of highlights that like she's probably not coming into the MCU like everyone keeps speculating. Like, True. There's been rumors that she's that Quake is going to be brought into the MCU. I mean, maybe she will, but maybe just not as Chloe Bennett or with Chloe well, Bennett Well, I'm, I'm talking on a schedule basis. Got it, it. This is a CW show that she's a lead in right so they're not making this show for a one season thing they're playing for this to at least be a couple seasons yeah no i'm Three. just saying like maybe they'll bring quake the character but not chloe bennett as quake oh gotcha might gotcha. be one of those loopholes. you hear that chloe you're not good enough <laughs> uh bubbles they have cast dove cameron who was on was she on yes she was the like evil daughter bitch oh the blonde yes. from like yes. the later seasons yeah that was her yes Okay. She um uh she also like she's mainly known for D- the Descendants or whatever. She's on those Disney shows. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's like a kid stuff thing. <laughs> oh. They, they play, oh uh, I know exactly they, what it is. They now. play uh it's like uh, it's centered around like the children of heroes and villains or whatever. Oh it's called, wow! Can't wait to watch that. Yeah, whatever. Obviously, it's not our thing, but that's what she was known for. They booted her because she's no longer a child. Yeah. <laughs> So okay. I can see so that because she's, she's got those she's bubbles, the can, blonde haired. Yeah, blonde hair, they big eyes. They want to have the dye hair, I guess. Yeah. No wonder they cast her. Saving on budget, you know? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I hope she has a blue dress. Yeah. Fucking, I nailed that one. <laughs> or is it like Sky Sapphire? No. <laughs> Ridiculous. And then the third of the group, Buttercup. I do not know who this person is. Yana Perrault? Yeah, she's not in anything. Okay. She's okay. Been, <laughs> she's new. New, 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 new. She's, she's in some musical stuff. She was in the um, musical, the, the Alanis, Morissette musical, Alanis Morissette musical, Jagged Little Pill. There is a musical yes. about Alanis Morissette. Apparently. I learned that when learning about Yana Perrault. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, my first thought was, I hope that this is not a musical show, because unless she just really is... Uh, yeah, I don't think so. There's no reason it should be. I mean, obviously, we don't know what she has capabilities as an actor, but... Yeah. I mean, she must just Buttercup be... Buttercup is, like, the tough, like... Yeah, the badass one. of the group, right? Yeah. So... She was always my favorite. 
she's gotta have that personality, right? Yeah. She can't just be like, let's fight them with song. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll sing our way out of this. Yeah. So, that's interesting. Pop quiz. What color was Buttercup's dress? Green, obviously. Oh, okay. I see. The see. three primary colors of television. No. Of television? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had to look to the side to verify if <laughs> well, I was right. primary colors yeah. are red, yeah. yellow, and blue. Yes. But there's primary colors to television? Yeah, television, even... it's red, green, blue. I didn't even Those know. Those three are what can make everything the colors you need in the screen. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, good thing I was here. The more you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just don't go on Jeopardy without me. That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> this person didn't know there was a different set of primary colors for television uh who is an idiot for (laughs) for ten thousand there is no ten thousand in jeopardy so there is now that was a hidden one okay and i fucking found it got it um Party Down, returning for a limited series on, is it on Stars or just, it, that was, that was a show from Stars. So it's, I'm pretty sure it's, it's going to Stars. Stars, yeah. Okay. That's what was indicated, not very clearly, but indicated in mm. the article. <laughs> I assume it's Stars, yeah. Gotcha. Which is I, kind of a bummer because. I liked this show. That show was I remember hilarious. watching it back in the day. I'm trying to remember what I watched it on because I never I had Stars. I think it was Stars. I think we watched it on Unless we had like a free trial of it. Maybe it was Netflix. It was probably Netflix. Yeah, it probably was because, no, that was Showtime. Whatever. Anyway. I mean, either way, we watched it. We watched it. And it was fucking hella good. So I can't remember any of the cast numbers, but they're in like everything now. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> Adam Scott. Adam Scott is one of them. Yes. Yep. The, the chick that was in Mean Girls as the uh, like gay friend. Or yes. she wasn't gay, but people thought she was. Yes. Um, oh, fuck. She's also in that love show or sex show. Sex show. The HBO one where they did yeah. like the... Where she was like studying sex yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember her name, but I like her. Mm-hmm. And then... She's in a lot of things, but yeah. you just... She's all over the place. You don't know what her name is. Yeah. Unless that's just us. That's probably just us. Either way. You know what? I blame it on the fact that you won't play uh, Six Degrees and Seven Bacon with me all the time. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> um, so we don't know if this is going to be like a the same cast coming back because if it's not, then what the fuck's the point? Yeah, right. Lizzie Kaplan is her name, by the okay. way. Okay. Yeah. And I know she's been in like a bunch of she's other. She's been in a million that things. One I reference, yes. but that's what I remember her from. Yeah. So it better be the same cast. Or well, there's no it, point. It, okay, when you call it a limited. Oh, Jane series, Lynch. Jane Lynch was in it. She was. That's fucking. That's nuts. I forgot she was even in the that. one comedy guy yeah <laughs> he's in like a lot of netflix things yeah yeah he also was in when he he played the devil in something did i watch that with you uh i have no idea what you're talking about eh, anyway point is it had a lot of badass comedy people in it mm-hmm. and it better be the same cast. he was recently in that um medical police show on netflix yes as like the like really dumb really dumb guy. guy yeah yeah he like was like in like a retirement home, like mm-hmm. he's like not even old. Yes, that guy. But yeah, if they're calling it a limited series, then that implies that it's like a return to the cast, right? Yeah, I would think. 
you don't need a limited series if it's a reboot that's just called a show. Yes, exactly. Anyways, hopefully they get everybody back. If not, yes. I probably won't bother with it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we get news pretty much every week on the Borderlands film. Here's some more casting. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Uh, cast for Krieg. Is it Craig? Krieg? Krieg. Cast for Krieg, the like big macho masked barbarian guy. Yes. Florian Montanu, something yeah, like that. It sounds right. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> That's Nailed how I it. would say it. <laughs> uh, he apparently goes by Big Nasty on his social media. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, "What? Is this real?" <laughs> so he's a Romanian German boxer, actor, fitness star. Uh, pretty much everything. It sounds like. Yeah. He's known for his role in Creed Two. He played Victor Drag- Drago. Drago. Um, and he's also going to be in Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings as Razor Fist. Okay. So, I guess being big... So he's been in things. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they obviously, you're looking at him and like, yeah, he's, he was cast for his body. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Based off that character. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They also apparently are adding a new character to that film. Like, one that does not exist in the universe. And it's going to be played by Haley Bennett. And she's going to be the key to the past of Kate Blanchett's character, Lilith. Yeah. So I'm taking this as passing the torch type plot. With yeah. This character is going to be like a younger character that is going to take the role of Lilith as the this whatever her role in the story is. Yeah. I have Which qu- is weird when you... It's not like a established franchise where you grew up with these characters and yeah. then you pass the torch right it's just kind of that would be like a weird thing to do well i have a feeling she's gonna be some because i don't know maybe i misheard you but it sounded like you were saying lilith would pass the torch to her is that what you said yeah i okay. mean that's how i'm interpreting okay this. well my interpretation of it being a key to the past of the character mean would mean that she's somebody previous to lilith in her past that was for some reason involved in her getting her powers or whatever. Or maybe she was her mentor or some shit like that. Okay. I don't know. But I well, also... this is a younger actor, right? Yeah. So that's, that's why, why it's I, confusing. That's why to me it was like, oh, a passing the torch type thing. Yeah, it doesn't make sense when you look at the character, but... Um, or at the at the actress, she's younger. So I don't... I'm confused by it, but I also don't... Like, I feel like there's a lot of lore to the Borderlands stories, so I'm mm-hmm. surprised they have to add a new character already. Yeah, they're probably trying to flesh it out yeah. and give more to it than the, the games yeah. um, have done yet. Yes. Plus, what they could do now is if they're adding characters to this, they like, oh, depending how the character does, yeah. whether people liked it or not, they could now make a game and put that character in there. Yeah, that's either true. Either as a playable or just some kind of like a cameo thing that you talk to yeah, and, that's and true. do missions for. That's a fair point. So, they're probably just trying to interchange that stuff yeah uh disney's pinocchio live action has also been casting people joseph gordon levitt is going to be voicing jiminy cricket okay that's interesting yeah i sure sounds good yeah uh cynthia arrivo is going to play blue fairy i don't know who that character is i don't either but (laughs) i know her from bad times at the el royale Oh shit, that's her? The yeah, one she's with the, the one that amazing did all voice. The singing. Yeah. yeah. That was a really good movie. Very yeah. underrated. Yeah. I hope it wins an Oscar this year. Yeah. 
And they also, I don't know if this was already announced, but Keegan-Michael Key is going to be playing Honest John. Okay. The not-so-honest fox in the movie. Right. And then they had uh, Lorraine Bracco, who will be playing Sophia the Seagull, which is a new character for the story. All right. Random. I don't really know who she is, but she seems to be in a lot of, uh, like, mobster-type movies and shows. Yeah. She was in Sopranos, Goodfellas, I believe. Oh, yeah. She's in a bunch of that stuff. Uh, Tom Hanks is obviously Geppetto. We, I think we got that casting a while back. Uh, she's known for her distinct husky voice and Brooklyn accent. Are so. you calling her voice fat? That's what the internet did. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading it it's from Wikipedia. Don't you fat voice shame her. <laughs> And Luke Evans as the coachman. Okay. Which I thought was interesting because he's guest on, yes. not guest off. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting that he's like another character in like that kind of a time period. Mm-hmm. Must be into it. I guess they're not doing a shared universe then after all, are they? Yeah. Unless it's his evil twin brother or eviler twin brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's not so evil. Yeah. Maybe he's the good brother. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. All right. Uh, guess what? I have some good news for you. What? Avatar is re-releasing. <laughs> oh, gee. I can't wait. Again, because they want to take back watch the record. It still. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Avatar returned to theaters this past weekend in China by request of the Film Bureau to help encourage viewers for the reopenings. So basically, it seems like. Avatar, really? they really just are like, no, we have to be number one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like they're... Uh, well, China wants to be number one at uh, COVID... Opening up again. Uh, <laughs> COVID cases? Cases. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they must have lost that record to the U.S. And they Probably, want to take it yeah. back. They're like, it's time. Uh, and obviously, Disney is like, yeah, okay, we'll get another record that will help our profits. Yeah. Is Avatar Disney? Yeah, it is oh. now. That's why this is okay. so ridiculous because they're just fighting themselves. Yeah. So I mean we you know, everybody knows Avengers Endgame took over that mantle mm-hmm. of best grossing film. Yes. So the film had two point eight billion beating Avatar that had two point seven eight billion yeah. worldwide. Yeah. Okay. So now because of this apparently, Avatar took over the lead again by adding another twenty one point one million over those three days. Okay. So now they're at 2.8 billion. 2.81. What a... So dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. (laughs) So now Disney's in this like time paradox of profit because they can just be like, oh, we're going to release this movie. Yeah. And get the world record for the marketing of that. Yeah. And then release the other one again uh-huh. and get that one to get the world record and then just keep back and forth until people are like, we don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Here's the thing with me, though. Like, I know that this world record stuff is just for fun, whatever. Like, yeah. it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It's just like gloating that your movie's supposedly the best. Yes. Of course, that's not taken into account inflation. Right. So... By that logic, it's not the best yeah. grossing film, right? Yeah. But, like, here's the thing. I feel like if you keep re-releasing it, mm-hmm. like, 
it shouldn't count. Those products yes. shouldn't count. It, it should be based off count. the first release. Yes. Anything after that should not count. It, I don't understand how it counts. It makes no sense to me. I agree. Yeah. I mean, Avatar, when it was released, basically, like, was the monopoly in the IMAX, right? Yes. So it was making all this money off of high ticket sales for the IMAX. Yes. Had nothing to compete because it was basically what created IMAX's, like, popularity right, through right. that film. Yeah. And it was in there for a fucking long time. Then they re-released it, like, not even a year later with their special edition whatever thing. Mm-hmm. I know Endgame did the same thing, which I'm sure was to try and get that record. Yeah. Especially with the content they had in that. But I just feel like, okay, so they're both even there. But yes. now Avatar is doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's it's like a... I don't think you could say that you, like, you beat them when you had to put your movie out again in yes. order to do that. Yeah. It's just silly. But, I mean, again, it's all Disney, so, like, they don't care about the actual record. They care about the fucking way the they can market it. Yeah. And then make more money because of that. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, there's people on either side that are like, well, I have to go see it and make sure that this one wins. Mm-hmm. There's probably some people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would do that. Mm-hmm. I would go see Endgame to make sure it beats Avatar. Yeah, and I think I did that. Yeah, I, I think, think we that's did. exactly what did I did. Yeah. For... I think we like. I have no love for Avatar. We got I think like it was extra the tickets laziest, or something. Stupidest plot ever. Yeah. And I think it was like overrated for yeah. what it was. It looked great, but quality wise, as far as the plot and all that stuff, it was not good. I definitely have no interest in the new Avatar films coming out. So I'll probably try not to see them in theater if that's even a thing that exists by that point. Yeah, who knows anymore. Anyways, Disney has a good thing going with that, so I'm sure they're content. Yeah, definitely. But on the topic of releasing movies, specifically Marvel movies, in theaters, apparently Black Widow is set to be theater still yeah. for, Mar- or for May 7th. Okay. I I still don't believe it. Yeah, I honestly I'm don't believe really... it. I, like, it, how? It doesn't make sense. If... Certain states aren't open that have high populations. Mm-hmm. You're just okay with not making the money on that movie then? Yeah. That defeats the whole argument of, we want to make more money on this movie. That's why we're not going to put it on streaming. Well, you can't make the money if, if no half the fucking it. states are closed. Yeah. And then you're encouraging people that live near a border to go travel across state lines to go see a movie somewhere else yeah. I mean, during a pandemic. At that point, you're just relying. Maybe their their data shows that they can rely on the international market enough that it'll make up for, but I don't know. Yeah. By that logic, you're always potentially losing because you know you could have more. Yeah, that's true. Um, but CEO Bob Chapik said in their latest investor meeting, mm-hmm. as we've said, we believe it's important to put the consumer in charge and let them decide how they want to enjoy our films, particularly as we navigate through the COVID pandemic. Is, that makes no fucking sense. That's contradicting this whole that's point. Literally the opposite of what we want. We yeah. everyone wants you to just fucking release it. Yeah, it, it, and then put it in theaters when you can. You're not giving me the decision to watch it on yeah. streaming. So how how do you even make that argument? Is the consumer the investor? Is that what we're talking about that's, here? Then maybe that is what they are. It's not the actual about. people who are going to go not see the, the movie. Not the people actually pay for the movie. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, we are really excited about the full slate of films we have in store. Next up is Black Widow, currently set for release in theaters on May 7th. So they are sticking to that theater slot. 
I don't see it happening personally in California. Well, we're what? Uh, less than two months? Yeah. So. Like, I, literally, we're not even allowed to eat inside of restaurants still. Yet, yeah, it's in all most outdoors. places. So, I'm not really sure how that's going to be a thing. Well, not only that, the theaters have to actually be open too. So, yeah. So, I'm like, saying. Let's say that the state does open up or, you know, whatever states, mm-hmm. countries, whatever the hell the scenario is. That are locked down. Let's say they open up. Is every fucking screening going to be the same movie then? Because you're either going to have a shit ton of people wanting to see the one movie. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to have nobody wanting to go to the theater anyway. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with them putting it in theaters. But I think that they should do... As a bad example because it probably didn't do that well. But I liked what Wonder Woman did where... They put it in theaters, but also on streaming. That's why it's insane that they would be sticking to only uh, theater release. Yeah. Because if their logic is they want to do what the, the consumer wants, yeah, then put it on both so I can decide if I want to go to the theater or I want to go to streaming. Exactly. Obviously, I can't go to theater, yeah. so I would only have streaming. So right. by that logic, yeah. you're still getting money out of me. Uh-huh. In fact, you're getting more money out of me than you are if I were to see it in theater. Exactly. Because I'm not paying... For my ticket in theater with my pass. But even if I was, I'm only paying, what, $12 versus the 30 yeah. plus I would be paying yeah, to ex- stream it? Exactly. So I, Of course, there's the argument of like, well, what if you have like 20 people over? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not cool. Nobody wants yeah. to hang out with me. Yeah. Especially for two hours in my own house. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Disney. I've let you down. I'm not yeah. as cool as you think I am. Yeah. But thank you for thinking I'm cool enough. Yeah. <laughs> so See what happens. Yeah. I mean, I, I am really confident that they are just waiting to as close as release as they can to decide if it's going to drop on streaming. And that might even just be a marketing gimmick they have. Be like, oh, next week you could watch this shit. And then people are like, oh, shit. And then they'll go subscribe if they haven't already. Uh, sounds like everybody has subscribed because they also in that same meeting had uh, the news that they have passed 100 million subscribers. Oh, damn. So, the service launched in, what, November 12th of 2019? hmm So, 16 months ago, it's gained over 100 million subscribers. That's impressive. CEO Bob Chapik said, The enormous success of Disney+, Plus, which has now surpassed 100 million subscribers, has inspired us to be even more ambitious and to significantly increase our investment in the development of high-quality content. In fact, we set a target of 100-plus new titles per year, and this includes Disney Animation, Disney Live Action, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographics. Okay, that was just like, oh, we'll just throw that one in, too. Yeah. They're like, uh, we don't have anything coming out. Just put on a fucking cat video. Our direct-to-consumer business is the, comp- is the company's top priority, and our robust pipeline of content will continue to fuel its growth. By this logic, then, isn't it in your best interest to put Black Widow on that service? That's what because it sounds like. Because you have like. 100 million subscribers, which is, assume, even 10% of those people yeah. pay for sub- for that movie. Yeah. That's a shit ton of money. Uh-huh. Which is not going to cover the movie, but like... Right, but that's that that's just counting the people... You know, 10% is obviously a low number, probably. Yeah, I was for, going low, yeah. potentially. Yeah, ex- exactly. I'm sure it'll like, be closer to half. Plus anybody else who joins so they can see it. Which is going to happen. Yeah. Especially if it's in May when... Yeah. Loki's coming out in June. True, true. Bitches want to fuck me. Yeah, I was thinking it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that anymore. Um, 
so yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could say it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, I'm happy for your success, Disney. But um, meet my demands. Yes, immediately. And please. put Black Widow on the goddamn streaming service. Yes. So I could actually watch it in May yes. and not get it spoiled for me before I can actually go yeah, watch it. Yeah, that's going to really fuck Because I have no out. way of going to another state to watch it. Yeah. And if I'm doing that, I'm sneaking into the fucking theater. I'm not paying for the ticket. Consider my gas and hotel stay yeah, part of my fucking expense exactly. to see damn movie. Exactly. Uh, speaking of freeloading. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Netflix is trying out this new feature. Uh that they are using that that could potentially crack down on password sharing. How long has Netflix been around? I know. <laughs> a long time. And they time. just now decided this yeah. was the thing they wanted to try? Yeah. So they're testing out a verification system that basically detects if you are streaming from a location that is not with the primary account holder. I assume by GPS or whatever. Well, it's just going to be like a credit card where you put in your zip code, right? When you oh. use your credit card. So it's going to be like, oh, uh, this does not match the primaries billing address yeah i assume you know how um when we were trying to watch something on like the comcast or whatever and it was like it wouldn't let us do it because mm. we weren't in the area um so now they're just testing it across uh, like a few areas and it says some people are getting a message stating if you don't live with the owner of this account you need your own account to keep watching um and it's like an authentication screen and it can be overridden by getting a code sent via text or email or uh you can just say uh verify later or authenticate later (laughs) so i well what's really dumb about this okay let's say i get what they're trying to do they're trying to make it like a the two-factor verification is what they're trying to do where you have to have your physical phone Uh get the the code so that you can type it in to let you have access because the idea is if you're the primary yeah. They're giving it to you no matter where you are because you're the one paying for it. Yes. But all you have to do is get that code, your friend, your family, whoever the fuck mm-hmm. has your thing that you share with. Yeah. Just says, hey, it's being a cunt again. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's the code? Yeah, exactly. And then you still have access. Yeah. So it's not like it's really preventing anyone. And who are they to say that, like, I don't have uh, children who live with my, my ex, you Yeah. Know, you know, what if I'm divorced and then my kids live wherever? Yeah, half and half. <laughs> yeah, or shit. There's people that even couples that don't live together half the like if somebody lives in one place. Maybe not right now during the pandemic, but there's mm-hmm. times where people will live a certain like in the city for the mm-hmm. week and then they go home for the weekend. So like because that person's watching in the city, now people at home can't watch it. That's fucking dumb. Yeah, it just seems like there's a lot of like fine print scenarios that this could like impact yeah exactly but obviously the idea is to get rid of all the people who are sharing but i felt like they never cared about that to begin with yeah so i don't know why they care all of a sudden i guess they were like we want more money How they're trying to it? compete with everybody <laughs> catching up. it's they're running a race and people are mm-hmm. catching up to them with number of subscribers and shit so yeah. they're like uh we might need to boost our numbers it'll be so. interesting to see how other streaming services try and do it too yeah try and combat the uh Sharing. Yeah, I just really hope they don't do the thing that Comcast did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Comcast. Yeah, ass hats. Uh, one thing HBO Max is doing is they are adding ad support to their service in a cheaper version, like a cheaper mm. tier of HBO Max. So, so another way to increase subscribers. Yes. Everybody's on the game now, huh? Now, here's where it doesn't really make sense to me. 
At first, I thought I knew where they're going with this, but then I was like, wait a minute, it make, that still makes no sense. Okay, so here's what it is. Come June, so in a few months, mm-hmm. you will be able to have a cheaper version with ads, mm-hmm. but you will not be able to watch any of these movies that were theater-based and they announced for the platform this year. Isn't that like part part of the main perks? Exactly, right? <laughs> the idea was, I, I imagine the idea of putting those movies on was to get subscribers. Yeah. So this seems like a contradiction to the idea of getting subscribers because why would they pay for this? Yeah. If the whole point was to see those fucking movies. Uh-huh. So not only are you giving me ads, which I hate, but you, now you're telling me I can't watch the shit I wanted to watch? That's dumb. I imagine this is their way of like shifting from... The old HBO, like having that old HBO still, mm-hmm. and then also having HBO Max, but it's just all HBO Max. But right, so is it because the price point's too high for some people? Like fourteen ninety nine, is that why? Is that what it is? I thought it was like eleven ninety nine. I think it's going up to fourteen ninety nine. Oh, you know what? It was fourteen ninety nine, but they've had like random promos for eleven ninety nine. Yeah, we got it for eleven ninety nine for a while or mm. something, and then they brought that back a little bit ago. I yeah. remember. Yeah. But the price without any promos is fourteen ninety nine. So mm-hmm. fifteen bucks a month for something that you're like, well, I don't even want to watch these big movies, mm-hmm. which is like, who says that? But well, again, if you, it's, you know, I know this is supposed to be like this year only, but we'll see what happens next year with yeah. movies and stuff. But yeah. currently, even if you're paying the fifteen dollars a month, even if you're by yourself, that's what you would pay to go to the fucking theater. But you get everything for that month. Yeah, and way cheaper popcorn. make it home depends where you shop i guess yeah i'm pretty sure nobody's getting a bag of popcorn that costs like ten dollars i i import all of my popcorn yeah from where obviously new zealand okay where it's the most expensive to get got it okay just off shipping yeah that makes sense so yeah there there's a i mean i'm wondering what kind of price situation this will be at they don't have a price yet that's the crazy thing there's no price yet okay I have but to imagine it's it would have be to be a lot cheaper, right? Or else there's no incentive. You might as well just pay a couple dollars more. Yeah, like it would have to be like six or seven ninety nine at 699 most. Six ninety nine at most, I think. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't see paying more than that. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't see paying any of that because yeah. I'm. I want the movies, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna do this, especially just the ads alone. Fuck you, just fuck you. We're right. paying two dollars for Hulu. Yeah, it was a promo they had. And I still hate the fucking ads. Yeah. Even at $2 a month, I'm like, fuck you yeah. and your ads. Oh, I still hate ads when I'm listening to podcasts, and that's free. So. <laughs> <laughs> valid point, valid point. I'll find myself getting mad, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not paying for this. I need to calm down. <laughs> well, I mean, on all it does, like, I know, like, the whole, it does work to an extent, because, like, you know, you'll see a McDonald's commercial, and then, like, next thing you know, you're creating like, McDonald's, oh, like, surprised. later that day, yeah. right? I get it works in that sense, but yeah. like some things are just like, now I just hate your fucking product yes. because it's annoying me yeah. and inconveniencing me from listening to something I want or watching yeah. something I want. Yeah. I have to sit through your bullshit. Yeah. Honestly, I meet the TV when there's an ad. Uh-huh. If I've heard it like a billion times watching the same show, mute. Yeah. I guess there's somebody out there that would want this. Yeah. But to me, I don't see the incentive to doing that. Well, it might at least get more people... To join the service to try it out for a lower amount, maybe. That's probably what... That's actually a very good point. That's probably what the point is, to get somebody to to try it out for a lower tier. And then be like, oh, 
I don't have access to those things. I and love then that thing. Upgrading. Yes. Because there's some good movies coming out. And I, at first I was like, oh, how convenient. This is happening shortly after all these big movies are coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, Snyder Cut. Yeah. Godzilla vs. King Kong. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, well, I guess that's not relevant because these aren't even going to be on the service anyways. Right. So, I, that's got to be, what, like, your point is probably the most logical is it's to get you into the door and then get you the upgrade. Yeah. All right. Well, on the topic of Justice League, uh, apparently, of course, we didn't get this luck. That's bullshit. Some people at a certain point wa- that tried to watch Tom and Jerry on the service ended up getting Justice League playing instead on accident. Did they get the whole thing? I think it was just part of it. Or oh, at least okay. it probably was like, somebody probably caught on that it was, it, social media probably was like, right. oh, Justice League is on Tom and Jerry if you yeah. watch that. Yeah. And then finally somebody who works at HBO was like, oh. Oopsies. <laughs> And then they fixed it, I'm sure. Got it, got it. But it doesn't seem like the whole movie got played for anybody. It's just part of it. Why can't we have that kind of fucking luck? Yeah, we don't We get never get that kind of, kind of luck. Bullshit. That's such bullshit. So, we gotta wait another few days, I guess, huh? Yeah. Thursday, Friday, something like that? Yeah. Alright. Uh, as far as the Flash film goes, they're making moves. They're finally making moves. Yeah. I don't know if they have a script yet, but they're making moves. Mm-hmm. Maribel Verdu has been cast as Barry's mother for the new film. I can see that. Uh, I didn't know who she was until I was reading the article, and it said she was known for a lot of international work, Mm -hmm. uh, but also was in Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. And I was like, oh, I saw that movie. Yeah. Still don't know. I probably saw her in that movie. (laughs) Yeah. I had to assume she was a mother, unless she was the weird, creepy thing with the. Palm eyes. I'm pretty sure she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Palm eyed Sam, I think his name was. Yeah. I don't think it was. <laughs> well, guess we'll never know. Yeah. Ironically, Billy Crudup, who was Barry's dad in the uh, Justice League movie, so mm-hmm. it's a theatrical one that had yeah. already happened, uh, he will not be in the Flash movie. He's had to drop out because he. Had prior engagements with a, I think the Apple TV show, hmm. uh, what's it, the Good Morning whatever fucking show? The Morning Show? The Morning Show. He's on that show, and so he had a conflict with the scheduling, and so he had to drop out of the Flash movie. Okay. So basically they swapped parents in okay. this. If only there was a way to go back in time and change the schedule for him to be in this film. <laughs> Yeah, if only. <laughs> and lastly, uh, Kiersey Clemens is also coming back as Iris. She was cast and she was in the Justice League to an extent, mm-hmm. but her character was cut from the film, so we never actually saw her in that film. Uh, she is coming back to the Snyder Cut, so mm-hmm. that will be a thing in a few days that we will see her role. Uh, but she's also signed on a deal to reprise the role for the Flash film opposite of Ezra Miller. So she nice. will be... The love interest. Yeah. Or at the very least, somebody in the film. Yeah. <laughs> you would imagine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So that's it for our news. Let's uh, talk about what we watched. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it... 
or DTF. DTF. That was really good for it, a two-week break. It was really good. I was, you know, I spent, I don't know, like yeah. a good couple hours. I'm like, where is the record button on this program? <laughs> What's I, our podcast called again? I just like but that. that we got it. The first one in the new house was a good one. So it's yeah. a good sign. Yeah. We can be shit from now on. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we watched the new anime on Netflix, Pacific Rim, The Black. This came out on March 4th. It's a Japanese-American adult animated series based on the Pacific Rim franchise. And, of course, it indirectly ties into the movie franchise. It mentions some characters and Jaegers from the movies. We won't go into specifics. We don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched uh, all seven of the seven episodes. And uh, it actually... Netflix already announced that it was renewed for season two during the anime festival live stream in October of last year. So... Good to know. And I would assume, based off how they did uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, we'll probably be seeing a season two pretty quickly. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Season two came out really quick after that uh, first one. That's a good point. And actually, even the Transformers. Oh, yeah. Cybertron uh, trilogy, they mm-hmm. have. They, they released that pretty quickly, too. Interesting. Well. Cool. Yeah. So there were what, like about 20 to 25 minute episodes. Yeah. It's yeah. very quick. You could get this done in one sitting if you really want to. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I think um, if you like the franchise and the story and the lore or whatever, you'll be into it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed those movies, but like I didn't, they were nothing that I was like in love with, right? Yeah. They were just fun popcorn flakes. Yeah. But like I enjoyed them. Yeah. They weren't Transformers for me. Right. Anything that has an actual person in it, I'm like, yeah, you're not as cool, though. But I get it. You're trying to be. Yeah. But um, I will say this show had me more into wanting to go back to watch those movies again. Same. Yeah. It made me wonder, like, oh, I feel like I recognize that name or that that situation I'm looking at on the screen, but I can't figure out why or when. Mm. So, like, I looked up some of it, but I'm like, now I kind of feel like I need to rewatch the series. Because I remember I enjoyed the series, not series, but, you know, trilogy, right? Trilogy? No, just two? Yeah. Just, just two. kidding. Just two. Franchise. Unless, unless, is you, the... unless you count no. this as being the third. I was looking for the word franchise, and yeah. I don't know what happened. So, um, I it did make me interested to go uh, check them out again. Uh, and I got more interested. I guess there's uh, comics and some other stuff with like more lore. Okay. Uh, so that made me slightly interested. This series, I think they've really, unless they're just touching into the, the stuff that, you know, or in the comics or whatever, but mm-hmm. it does feel like they're trying to expand what this could be. Yeah. Uh, and bring more of a, a concept of an open world to just these alien fucking creatures invading the planet. Yeah. Via these rifts or whatever in the ocean yeah yeah exactly i really enjoy that they had different types of creatures like not you know they had some that were like oh that was in the movies but they had like other ones that were just new and and different takes and all that stuff i really enjoyed that what was weird about this show was i couldn't tell if it was trying to be family friendly or like adult tone because some scenes i was like oh they censored that what the fuck you know yeah yeah but then other scenes i'm like oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I did not expect there that ha- one to happen. Where I was like on the phone, and then something <laughs> happened. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> I, 
I muted it because you were on the phone, but I was like, oh, I'm going to keep watching. I put the subtitles on. And then shit went down. And like within a second of me pressing play, like something extreme just happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. And the funny thing was when you got the call, like that was literally like the last minute. There was like a minute and a half. Yeah. And so so I was like, yeah, it's fine if you want like keep watching it, whatever. I wasn't worried about it because I figured I'd be off the phone soon anyway. And I didn't want to keep you from watching the last part of the episode. And then it got fucking nuts. So I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So we had to rewind that. Yes, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I somehow find myself watching more and more anime with you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you too. Yeah, it was a fun show. I feel like it was a little cliche with like who the main protagonists are and like mm-hmm. their mission or their their goal, whatever, yes. their agenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it has my interest. The, the last episode, it just takes us... Crazy left Weird turn. left turn, yeah. Crazy like left turn. Like a U-turn almost. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, it didn't know where to go. Yeah. And it just got extreme with where it's going to head into a season two. Definitely. Um, and that kind of goes into expanding what this whole world can be. Yeah. Uh, among these people trying to survive this. So, I'm interested, but, like, I am a little worried that they're getting a little too far-fetched with it. Yeah. You know, I... To an extent, I do want to just see, like, some cool fucking random creatures fight giant-ass robots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I don't want them to get too crazy with it, but I am intrigued by what, where they're going. Yeah. So for me, I'd say this is a good, solid uh, slice it. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we obviously watched the whole thing in, yeah. I think, less than two days. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. It's also a slice it from me. I do think... One negative I will say is I think some of the stuff they tried to introduce, which were interesting ideas, I think not so much contradicts the movies, but it makes it like, well, then why wasn't this possible? I'm trying, I don't want to give away what it is, but like, it just seems like deductive reasoning. You can be like, well, if you can do this, then why couldn't you just do this other thing? thing, Which then makes like what they did in the movies seem like... Not that big of a deal. Right. Which were a big deal. Yes. So, part of me wonders if we'd feel differently if we went back and watched those movies again. Because I'm wondering if... I don't know. I wonder if there's a reason in the movies mm. that is not, like, in the front of well, our Well, there's minds. also... This takes place, like, a couple decades later, right? Yes. I think it is. Yes. It's like... I want to say it said it was ten years after the Battle of the Okay, so just Breach. a decade. No, never mind. The first one was 10. The second movie, Uprising, was 10 years after the Battle of the Breach. And so then this is 30 years after the Uprising. I, f- I looked it up, but now I've already forgotten. I couldn't tell you. But... <laughs> I'm going to look it up so I don't sound like an asshole. But they obviously set it up in a way that they don't have to like impact the other movies' yeah. stories, right? Yeah. Anyways, I think it's... I think it's worth a watch if anyone's looking for something quick and easy and you don't really have to put a whole lot of thought into. Yeah. It's just more Pacific Rim. Yeah, definitely. Just animated. Yep. All right. Uh, we also checked out the South Park Q vaccination special. South Park. Presumably just South Park, but with a Q instead of a K vaccination special. This uh, came out March 10th, 
and on Comedy Central, MTV2, and then came to, and was on like live TV or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But then it came to HBO Max on March 11th in the US, so we got to watch it that way, thankfully. Yeah, it was the next day it was it aired. The same thing happened with the pandemic special. They yes. did that too. They dropped it the next day on HBO Max. Yeah, and it was a another one hour long special that basically just makes fun of the COVID-19 vaccination situation and how difficult it is to get one. Um, and it pokes fun at QAnon conspiracy theorists and maintenance of friendships during the pandemic. Basically, pandemic shit. Making it a chore. Yes. <laughs> to yeah. keep in touch with your friends. Yes, so. exactly. Um, overall, I enjoyed this. I think it wasn't as good as the pandemic special. But I feel like it might be because I was expecting more topics to be addressed in this than mm-hmm. just solely the vaccination stuff i know yeah. that's the name of it but like yeah. i guess i just kind of was like oh they're gonna have this thingy that was in yeah. the news or like you know this crazy thing that happened mm-hmm. you know all kind of mashed in there and like tied in somehow but they yeah. didn't really do that it was very single lane i feel like with what they did yes i agree i felt like i thought there would be more things for them to make fun of and i think there were they just didn't they focused on this some a few mm-hmm. a very small number yeah i re- i did enjoy like the whole gimmick with uh the vaccines you know they had like they treat it like oh it's like going to the club you yeah know, you're not on the list yeah, you're not on the list you gotta what's it, scram <laughs> you gotta scam you, you gotta scam <laughs> which is what they that's did. what i'm doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to scam you into letting me in yeah uh so they had some fun jokes with that like i did laugh a, a good amount but I do feel like there was something lacking that I was looking for. Yeah. Overall. I didn't see... There weren't any, like, really biting jokes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean. Yeah. There yeah. was no Mexican Joker. Okay. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was no, like, oh, can we, they do that? Can they do that? Yeah. So, it was a little bit... um below the bar that they set for themselves mm. but it was it was decent i mm-hmm. liked it so i would say this one was a slice it for me as well what i will say too though is uh, between the pandemic special and this one like i kind of feel like maybe south park would do well if they did turn more into this occasional episode thing versus having seasons yeah and focus on these specific events but then really hone the jokes on those and you know not so much of a broad scale with seasons yeah make it more of like a marketing thing like oh it's been you know this long and we're getting another episode of yeah you know maybe every couple months you get one or something like a quarterly episode you know that would help (laughs) them with their getting things out you know in Mm -hmm. the time i know they do it like in a day whatever they're they have that documentary about how fast they do shit and yeah um, the end of it was interesting, though. It feels like they kind of are taking South Park in a really interesting direction based off how they ended the whole thing. Yeah. Anybody who's been a fan of the show since its beginnings will probably appreciate what they've done. Yeah. So. Definitely. I'll, I'll say it was a slice it. Yeah. It's between a test it and a slice it. But yeah. I'll give it a slice it just because yeah. South Park is South Park. Yeah. Yeah. Just like James Cameron is James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I said it earlier, but I also am going to slice this one because I also enjoyed it, but uh, it could have been better, you know? Okay. It was good, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. I recommend people watch it, definitely. Especially if you, if you like South Park. It, obviously it was you'll like, like what, it. 45 minutes after cutting out the commercials and stuff? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. All right. We also checked out Coming to America, and that's the number two, not the word two. Yeah. Just for clarity's sake. Uh, <laughs> we're not reviewing the 1980-whatever film. <laughs> um. And it's not a porno yeah. called Coming To, yeah. T-O-O, yeah. America. It's important to make that clarification, too, yes. <laughs> so, uh, this dropped on Amazon Prime Video March 4th. It was obviously originally meant to be theatrically released by Paramount, but they sold the distribution rights to Amazon to do the pandemic. So, um... The timing-wise, though, I wonder if they're really regretting not having it to release with their new service. Right? Because <laughs> it was just exact same day. It makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, obviously, it was like a... It must have been a while back that they saw Well, because at the time, there was CBS All Access. They probably, you know, it wasn't focused on having other stuff right, like Paramount right. properties. Yeah. So... Exactly. They're probably kicking themselves, but... For sure. The scheduling just... Yeah. Didn't work in their favor, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously a comedy film, sequel to the 1988 film Coming to America with the word to. Um, and the, you got your returning cast. Eddie Murphy plays, uh, Prince and or King Akeem Joffer. And Arsenio Hall is Semi, who's Akeem's best friend and the royal aide. They also play a number of other characters. I'm not going to go through all their names, but... Um, yeah, if you know the movie, yeah. you know who they yeah. are. They uh, they bring back their known other characters they play in the movie as well, in the first movie. Um, and then they have a lot of other returning cast members. you got James Earl Jones, Sherry Headley, Vanessa Bell Calloway, uh, and then Louis Anderson even comes back. He's the guy who... He plays the guy who works in the McDowell's. This <laughs> is like... McDonald's slash McDowell's, which uh, have nothing to do not, with each other. It's not the same They're thing. not affiliated anyway. Uh, they made it very clear. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Louis Anderson, like, play not a, a woman. Yeah. yeah. in a while, because I've been seeing him in baskets, so it's pretty funny. And they have a lot of new cast members for obvious new plotline situation. We've got Jermaine Fowler. He plays Lavelle, uh, Akeem's long-lost son. And then we also have Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, Wesley Snipes. I'm not going to give away their role necessarily, but... Mm-hmm. A um, lot of cameos. So many I don't cameos. know if someone said cameos. They, they have bigger roles than just a cameo. Yeah. But, like, a lot of people that you just, like, oh, I, yeah. he's in this? Yeah. He's in this? Like, yeah. And there are people that we didn't even know who they were, but then I looked them up later and they apparently are famous. So... Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, the there's one of the, like, daughter or sister or whatever of somebody. We were like, she's got to be somebody. And she mm. is. Yeah, okay. She's like a musician or something. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, pretty much... I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen Coming to America, the original one, but it seems pretty much the same. Uh, obviously, a slightly different plot line, but same idea. And yeah. uh, I same humor. I honestly don't know if I've seen the whole movie. I feel like I've seen like, parts of it. I don't know if I've sat down and watched the whole old movie. Mm-hmm. But that said, like I I enjoyed this for what it was. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was pretty simple. It was very straightforward what the plot was. and Yeah. You kind of knew where it was going to go with, yeah. like, the message in the end and all that stuff. But, like, yeah. it was fun. It had it made you laugh. You know, they did their ridiculous characters and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, there was a lot of callback jokes. And, mm-hmm. and uh, actually, Eddie Murphy's daughter has a part in it as well. Okay. She plays one of his daughters in the movie. But... So weird. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. 
So yeah, it it was fun. It, I laughed a lot. I think. And uh, you think? I think I remember laughing a lot. I was so hammered I was, when I was laughing. No, I was really tired. So I remember that I was laughing a decent amount, but I was fairly exhausted. So okay. what? You were just delusional. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I had a good time. I think it's worth worth watching. Definitely, if you already have Amazon Prime Video, you're not paying any extra for it. So fuck it, why not? You know. I don't know if I would say to go get Amazon Prime no, to no. watch it. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. If you already have Amazon Prime, yeah. I would definitely not say go subscribe to it for that. I would more likely recommend you do that for the shipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the real seller for Amazon yeah. Prime Video. <laughs> Is the shipping yeah, year round? Yeah, because most of it's one day now. So yeah, well, at least say that shit. I get like things where it's like, oh, it's going to get this day by this time, mm-hmm. and then come that day, it just changes it. It doesn't even fucking say it's delayed. It just, yeah, it just changes it in hopes I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you guys are actually taking screenshots of that shit. Anyway, um, so. Uh, I would say if you already have the availability to watch it via Amazon Prime, it's worth checking out. Mm -hmm. It's a fun little comedy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy's kind of trying to make a comeback, I feel like, in like a more adult, raunchy humor like he used to have. Yeah. He kind of went like family friendly for a little while, and then he kind of just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, it was was good. It was entertaining. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to say I would slice it. I'm slicing and dicing all over the place today. Yeah. Well, we don't have a dice, so oh. it's just a slice. Okay. <laughs> You're slicing and it. Yeah. Ing. Or just slicing and slicing. Yeah. Yeah. Break me off a slice of that coming to America. Yeah. I guess I'll say slice it. <laughs> you really didn't I'm really want to, torn. Did you? I, I kind of like, I don't know. It, I felt like it could have been more than it was. Yeah. But I did find myself laughing. So I, I'll say slice it. it. Yeah. It entertained me. But I yeah. do think it could have been a little bit more than just... I don't know. When, when we found out that it was like actually intended for a theater release, I was kind of yeah. surprised. I was like, this yeah. feels like it was like meant for like a streaming service. Yeah, kind it doesn't... Of like that kind of plot effort. It feels like a discount theater release at most. <laughs> Yeah, so a discount theater. <laughs> yeah, like it is that a thing? It feels like something that would have gone to the AMC over here. Yeah, like a straight to home video. <laughs> Basically, if it was back in the day. Yeah, exactly. It was decent, but uh, yeah. But I one that you would want to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, sounds good. All right, and last up, appropriately, we have the boss level. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we did um, check out Boss Level, which came out March 5th, and it's on Hulu in the U.S. I don't know for sure about other places. Um, it was formally... I've learned a little bit about this that I was surprised by. Apparently, it was formally announced in 2017. It's been a while. Um, and it was originally scheduled for release in August of 2019, but of course, it was delayed for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, the ironic thing is it was delayed... Not because of COVID. Yes, right. But it was just, they didn't, like, the distribution, I think, backed out, and then they didn't have any, it was right. in lim- limbo yeah, at that point. Yeah, So they, they delayed for that, and then they probably ended up delaying further after the whole Hulu situation was established, I'm guessing, because it's been quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a science fiction action film 
following a retired special forces soldier trying to escape a never-ending time loop where he dies every day. On the surface, it's a a standard die every day situation. Um, Happy Death Day, you know, is a very common or popular one, right? You know, they had two movies in the last few years. Yes. Um, And then, so in the cast, we have Frank Grillo. He plays the main character, Roy Pulver. He also co-produced the movie with Joe Carnahan, who is the director, and a few other people. Um, And his son is actually in the movie, too. He plays... Uh, one of the kids in the, the kid in the movie. <laughs> one of the whatever old kid. Whatever. Uh, he plays Joe. Um, and then Naomi Watts plays Gemma, who is this who's Roy's ex and baby mama. She's like a scientist, I think, at this lab. A baby mama scientist. Yeah. Um, and then Will Sasso is in it. He plays Brett, who's the head of security at the same lab. And Mel Gibson. Somehow I didn't put it in my notes. Mel Gibson plays like the guy who runs the lab. He's the like antagonist. The main antagonist. Yeah. yeah. I think I was like, oh, I'll leave him for last. And then I forgot. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, and then there was quite a few cameos. Um, we had, we saw Rob Gronkowski, which you pointed yeah, him I out. Yeah, I was like, he looks a lot like that tight end. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ken Jong. He was a little bit more than a cameo. He's a small role. Mm. And uh, Michelle Yeoh was in it as well. And she's the one from Star Trek Discovery, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. Um, So then I'm sure there were others, but those are the ones that I noticed. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a fun movie. I think it was was exactly what you think it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it it reminded me a lot of uh, that game that's been marketed a lot lately. That's been that Ubisoft game. Oh. Deathloop, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's like literally what this is, yeah, right? It's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Keep redoing it until you get through until it successfully. Until you get through it. That's a good point. Um, yeah, it was kind of a fun play on like the whole, like the video game concept was like the theme of this movie. Yes. Going through was like, yeah. you know, you you keep doing it and dying until you f- learn how to get through without dying. Yes. Um, there were some fun parts to it. I think at first I was, I enjoyed that the... The way they went about the time looping was like, oh, it's going to be like Zombieland where they they jump to like, oh, this one time I yeah. tried this and then fucking died. Yeah. They kind of did that in the a beginning, bit, but then yeah. they shifted back to like just modern time. You just keep seeing them die and then going yeah. back and, uh, you know, of course they do like the, the speed up each fucking yeah, and moment they do to like, get to that spot. Yeah. And they do uh, like attempt number whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then they kind of jump back into that like, oh, this... Attempt number 97, I... He's like, definitely don't do this thing, because that doesn't end well. And then it's like a flashback to when he did that, or whatever. And you kind of saw that Zombieland kind of humor in there, too. You know, they made it very, like, hyperbolic with, like, the deaths or, like, something that happens when he tries something. And it's... A lot, of, a lot of parts that made you laugh about this yeah. whole situation. The, like, stunt work or the activities that he's doing and not dying mm-hmm. are, like, so ridiculous and, like, unreasonable that he's not dying that yeah, it's it's very, like you said, hyperbolic. Well, like, the every morning he basically jumps out of his, like, third floor window. That ex- the building explodes Yeah, and I'm like, if I, this was me, I would be dead just yeah. waking up. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. Even if I got past the first assassin in the beginning yeah. of this movie, yeah. I would not survive jumping out of the window. Exactly, yeah. I don't know how I would possibly survive that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the time loop situation was interesting because I feel like it, I know I'm probably looking too far into it, but like I couldn't get a grasp on if 
what he does impacts the reactions of everybody else or if they're all in the standard this is what I do and that's why he's able to like learn and adapt because he knows what they're going to do at all times because sometimes it's what it is you know like the morning he wakes up the assassin always always swings a machete at his bed whatever yeah it's like headboard um so he always knows what to do and he always maneuvers and shifts out of that and all that stuff right but But then there's times where if he makes a different decision, it causes, you know, these other assassins to chase him down in a vehicle on yeah. a different street or in a right. different manner. And so they, they adapt to attacking him in a different way. But, yeah. like, so I know it doesn't really matter, but, like, the way my brain works, it was, like, bothering me that I couldn't figure out how that worked I think that they, I think my interpretation of those people were, the assassins were, um, that they were like NPCs where they're going to do the same thing every time if you do the same thing every time. So because every time it starts with him waking up in bed, the assassin does the same thing mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. Because like, he hasn't done anything different. At one point I was like, well, why doesn't he just wake up earlier? Yeah. Can he not wake up earlier? I don't think he can. Like, because he wouldn't, he can't set his alarm. Yeah. To then go off the right. next day because right. it's basically it's... resetting everything. Yes. So... so he consciously knows everything that's happened before, but he, he doesn't have the ability to change the start he of the He has a checkpoint that he can't go previous to. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. A checkpoint. Okay. Yeah. So that's his last save point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he keeps loading it again and yeah. again and again. So if you're doing a save point somehow right in the right next to or right before some asshole hits you with a machete... You're not able to make them not do that. But Mm -hmm. if you go a different direction on the route or something, then you might encounter a different person first or whatever. So that was my interpretation of it, where he might meet this person first on one attempt, but then three attempts later, he would go to a different location first, and then he would see a different person. And therefore, this person he would have met, person A, Mm -hmm. then goes to a different location and surprises him later. That's how I was seeing it. Yeah, okay. And they had like a seven-ish assassins i don't know i don't remember how many i want to say there were 10 but it was very like smoke and aces in that sense where there were these very unique kooky assassins that were all after him because they were hired to kill him or whatever but it's in this time loop so that's gotta suck right yeah one day that you put in a time loop you have a bunch of people trying to kill you yes (laughs) so that adds like a whole another level of this you know the extreme of the situation how do you feel about the length of this film? It was only two hours, right? Was it that not, was it that long? I, I feel like it was two hours, but I, I feel like it felt way longer. And I don't know if that's just because we kept seeing a lot of rehashing <laughs> yeah. with the time loop stuff. But, like, I think I was at, like, the hour and a half mark. It's an hour and 41 minutes. Oh, so that's okay. That's, so <laughs> I must have been at, like, the hour mark, and I was like... This movie's got to be over soon. I yeah. feel like it's been like two hours now. And then there was like a whole other 40-something minutes. So, Yeah, I think it, it was probably... It does feel kind of long to me. I think it was probably feeling longer than it was because of all the repetitive stuff going on. Okay. Which makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But I felt the same when I was getting closer. I think I was probably around the same mm-hmm. point where i was like is this over well because like, there's a whole there's a there's a point in the movie where it looks like that's the conclusion yes but then they had they had a whole nother tier of a problem you're trying he to has say to level fix. aren't you yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, 
<laughs> he, he's got like another thing that he has to now deal with. Yes. Um, it was also hard for me to not see him as uh, Crossbones from yeah. the MCU. Same. Yeah. But at the same time, like I really enjoyed him as his character, and yeah. like I, I hope that we see him getting more like protagonist roles and and yeah i agree i thought he did good he very charismatic i i enjoyed yeah. it felt like he did a lot of his own stunts i don't really know but yeah it, it seemed like way. he did yeah um is it, it clever how they kind of tied in like the technology side of what the time loop is it's not like the mystery isn't why there's a time loop it's very straightforward what the time loop is and why it's happening it's just now he has to figure out how to get out of it yes yeah and i kind of appreciated that aspect of it yeah I agree. Um, one thing that I thought that I enjoyed, which wasn't really a huge part of the movie, but there's s- some scenes where he's spending time with Joe. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was really, I mean, obviously it was going to be really a- um, authentic because it's his real son. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, they got really after good chemistry. I, after I read that, I was like, okay, combo. that makes sense. But like, they have a really sweet thing mm-hmm. that they do and it's it's a nice breath of fresh air in the chaos that he's constantly repeating yeah you right? get to take a break from there's the a craziness. moment where you just get to see him enjoy this moment with his son mm-hmm. versus running and killing people constantly having to move and avoid getting killed right yeah so i really enjoyed it um it's a dissected for me i agree uh i think some of the assassin characters they tried a little too hard to make them like quirky yeah um like there's this one with a sword, and she's like, I Go am in. blah, 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 and... <laughs> I have done this. <laughs> I have done this. like Every time. But I felt like, like... that's a really stupid fucking line. Okay, so I thought that seemed like a video game villain. Like, they're gonna say the same shit every time they do something. Okay, that makes sense. It was like, like when Street Fighter or something. When you go something. into a, a boss battle, you always hear the same you fucking You hear the same cutscene. fucking bullshit, Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to yeah. hear your bullshit. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, it was annoying to me, but I was like, it's not wrong. I guess for I a guess game, the line should have just been less better. stupid. Yeah, the line should have been better. <laughs> I agree. So I- <laughs> maybe that was the intent was for it to be ridiculously stupid. Yeah. But like, it just like it annoyed me because I kept hearing it so many fucking times. Yeah. It felt like something like a character in like any fighter game would say after they win a battle. So I was like, I could yeah. see it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm also going to dissect it. I thought it was a good mix of action and there was humor and there was like heartfelt moments mm-hmm. and all that shit. Like all of it together. So it was cool. It wasn't like too hard in any one direction. I don't know what I expected with respect to the video game tie-in. I th- feel like I... It felt was... a little forced. Yeah. What was weird to me was his son's favorite video game was Street Fighter. Which is the least relevant game yeah. to the idea of respawning time. Yes. Loop. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was like, well, why didn't you have a game that would tie in a little bit more with the theme of what you're doing? Yeah. That's a good point. But here we are. Should write him a letter. Yeah. yeah. A stern one. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. And I think they could do a lot with this. Uh, like, I don't, know, I don't know if it's intended to be a franchise. Probably not. But like, if it does well, like they could make some kind of a branch off with it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. Okay. I mean, I don't think there's a lot on Hulu to watch personally. So yeah. it was nice to see something that I was looking forward to. All right. Uh, that's it for what we watched this week. And that also concludes our TV and movies section. So Section. Section. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening. And stick around for our 
gaming section coming up next. But in the meantime, don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and give us a review, a rating. Yeah, obviously a good one. A good one, Or obviously you're a bad person. Yeah, definitely a good one. Um, we would appreciate your reviews. Um, if you're shy or something and you don't want to leave a review. Just don't be shy. Just don't be shy. Yeah, it's fine. Everybody's friendly, sort of. Uh, but you could also send us an email directly Except for those people who are <laughs> who are assholes. not friendly. Yeah, but you could send us a an email to dtfpod at gmail to let us know how we're doing. You could uh, follow us on Twitter uh, D- at dtfpod, or you can check out our Facebook page, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Until then, here goes the gaming section. Well, we apparently had a bombshell of releases for Game Pass on mm-hmm. Xbox. Yeah. Um, all thanks to the Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda. It's official. It finally went through. It's no longer pending. Mm-hmm. They own Bethesda and whatever sister companies in mm. that whole thing. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Microsoft drop. Drop, yeah. <laughs> uh, they've added 20 games to Game Pass. So as of March 12th, they inc- this includes the Doom titles, both old and new. Uh, Dishonored series. I think there's only two games there. Fallout series. There's a bunch of those. Yeah. Wolfenstein series. There's, I think, three. The two main games and then the, like, co-op ones with the sisters or the whatever. The one that we were going to play and never played. Yeah, I mean, we will at yeah. some point. <laughs> Would have called me out there. <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls. So I think they have three through five and online. Cool. All there. Uh, the Evil Within, Prey, and Rage 2 are all there. I think... Some of those have already been on Game Pass, but they're all like officially there as Microsoft titles now. Right, right. Okay. Uh, and apparently some of these titles are going to get a Series X and S boost, which will give them like better performance, frame rate, whatever, what have you. Cool. Uh, not all titles will be exclusive, apparently, though. So mm. uh, some titles in the future within this whole, not these titles, but like new titles will... Potentially be on other consoles. Right. A.K.A. Sony, PlayStation. Yeah, so people can stop uh, Depending on the contractual agreement that they had. Got it. Uh, and Phil Spencer said they were going to honor that. So anybody who has Game Pass or wants to try it out, there is a shit ton of stuff there now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there always Already was. Already was, yeah. But now there's even more. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation, I couldn't really find anything that was new as far as exclusive stuff. Neither was Switch. But multi-platform, we have Crash Bandicoot's It's About Time released on March 12th, and that's the PS5 and Xbox Series X and Switch edition. Okay. So I think it's the upgrade for next gen, and then Switch is just getting it. Right. Uh, March 18th, Marvel's Avengers gets its next gen upgrade, which includes the Hawkeye DLC. Sweet. I mean, it'll be even sweeter when it's, cheaper. it's free, because <laughs> I'm not paying for it yeah. at this point. Yeah. I'm waiting for that free to free to play shift. Yeah. Or just like ten bucks. I mainly just want to play the campaign. I really yeah. don't care about the uh, the multiplayer. Yeah, I'm not trying to sit there and grind for yeah. the the repetitive mission stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, but on that note, that is a Square Enix game. Uh, Square Enix did announce a digital showcase, which is going to be March 18th. So in a few days, at 10 a.m. Pacific, it's going to be on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, they'll have updates on the Avengers game and Outriders, along with other titles. Oh, so that means we'll have a probably a long gaming session next week. 
Can we talk uh, about it? I don't think so. I looked at the list. It was like kind of stuff that like we don't really care about. There's a lot of mobile games that they're going to oh. talk about. Got it. Okay. Um, there's a new... What's that game that you fucking hate? I'm really hoping you just call it out so that it's... Oh, it's the one with the... Mm. Yeah, you know what it is. It's the, the one that we played the demo of? Good. No. Oh, um, oh okay. No, it's at E3. Uh, it's like the story. What's it called? Fuck. The story. Oh, the li- li- Life is Strange. Life is Strange. Oh, I fucking hate those. Yeah, so They're there's so another dumb. another game coming out of that, I believe. Got it, got it. Uh, but on the Outriders topic, this is a a big fucking deal with Game Pass. So it's going to be on Game Pass at launch, at fucking launch. Okay, I have. We a... do not have to pay for this game. I'm very excited, except for one thing. April first. They've even said in their thing <laughs> that it is not a joke. Okay. <laughs> at all. Feel like there's a. Trick. I know. I always a still. I always still don't believe you until it happens. But yes, they are claiming it is not a joke. Okay. All right. April first. Plus, if you're gonna make that, you do it on April first, right? Yeah. That's not true. True. Relevant if you do it before. Fair enough. Uh, so it will be joining Xbox Game Pass on launch for consoles, but not for PC. Bummer. Yeah. Well, good thing I don't PC. Doesn't game, matter huh? for us though. <laughs> Uh, it will also be available through Android for xCloud. So you can do it on your phone if you mm-hmm. have Android through mm-hmm. the xCloud service on Game Pass. Nice. I don't know why I would want to play on a small screen like that. Yeah. But people If you really want to, can't can. wait till you get home or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got to do this while I drive to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's very exciting. I can't wait for that game. Uh, anyone who... Is unaware there is a demo available for consoles, both Xbox and PlayStation. You can play. They have, uh, I think, four-ish missions or something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you pre-order, I think you get to play like a couple more missions. Yeah, but don't do uh, that. But just you know, I don't get Game Pass, and then yeah. you play that way when it comes out. Not that I'm advocating beating the system, but could you theoretically um, pre-order it and then play the additional? sections and then cancel your pre-order i don't know i've oh, okay. never tried to do a cancellation of a pre-order okay i know people say that people they have are canceled saying cancel your pre-order, pre-order because that's of this, another so. factor too like this is I, there's gotta be people pissed off right they, yeah. they pre-order the game digitally or yeah. something and then yeah. this news comes out like the next day yeah a couple days later like yeah bummer but i did see a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> you sound so sympathetic for these people yeah sucks to suck I did see things on the internet of people saying to go cancel your pre-order, so I assume it is a thing. So Game House has, has taught me that just stop pre-ordering things. Stop ordering. If you're going to pre-order, yeah. if you really want, want it, just get yeah. it the day, the day before, before it yeah. comes out. Yeah. There's no reason otherwise. It's not like they run out of pre-orders. Unless you... <laughs> yeah, right? It's not oh, like back in the day where there we were We ran out of digital versions. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to come back in a couple months. Yeah. Um, unless there's like a beta that you... You know, Call of Duty does the betas that you right. get if you, you have pre-order. To do it a certain, yeah. But like, other than that, you're there's really no reason to pre-order, especially digital's. Another game that it was announced that I'm a little excited for, Alien Fire Team. Uh, so this is based off the Alien franchise. Go what? figure. Uh, it was announced as a three-player co-op Left for Dead style game with apparently going to have 20 enemy types and unlo- unlockable cosmetics. That's pretty impressive, 20 enemy types. But I do wonder if it's going to be like, oh, this one has 
a different color goo on yeah. it than this one, you know? Yeah. But if any any game's going to have different enemies, it's going to be an alien game, right? You know, right. the the face hugger goes into different animals and shit. Like, that would make sense. That's true. So let's hope they go that route. It's not just different colors of the same fucking enemy. Right. Um, the unlockable cosmetics has me a little worried, though. Mm-hmm. This sounds a little bit close to Predator Hunting Grounds, which I got on PlayStation, and was very disappointed in the basic gameplay and mm-hmm. repetitiveness of it. So I hope this is a little bit more entertaining than that. When does this come out? Uh, they don't have an official date, but it's just sometime in the summer. Okay. I'm looking forward to it, but I am a little hesitant. We'll see. Yeah. It's apparently going to be set in the year 2202, 23 years after the original Alien movie trilogy. That's an interesting note. So does that mean they don't include Alien Resurrection then? Maybe. At this point in the timeline, Xenomorphs outbreaks are rare, but the aliens are widely known about Colonial Protection Act of 2187 commissioned warships to patrol the universe and protect colonists from xenomorph outbreaks. Uh, So you play as a new soldier aboard the USS Endeavor, and you end up orbiting Katanga after a distress call. Okay. So, sounds like you're just doing your patrol, and you have to take care of an outbreak. That makes sense. Yeah. Seems like something you'll like. Yeah, but again, if it's going to be based off, like, play a fucking hundred... Plus times just to get, like, a character skin. Yeah. I don't it's know gonna if It's going to piss that's... you off. Yeah. yeah. I'm... <laughs> really pissing me off. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Real pissing me off. All right. Moving on. PS5 is apparently now the best-selling console in the U.S. based off a dollar value. So, <laughs> this is like so that, like... the more expensive... Niche statistic bullshit, right? Yeah, this, this is, is manipulation of statistics. It's... So, PS5 is now the fastest selling console in the U.S. history based on the dollar sales after four months. Meaning, it's not so much about how many consoles were sold, it's about how much money was profited. Right. Or just labeled as profited mm-hmm. from making these sales. Yeah. Uh, this is data released from the NPD group. This means that the PS5 has taken the spot from Nintendo Switch, who had the record before. So, here's my logic, is it doesn't seem like that big of a shock that you would take over from the Switch because if it's based off a dollar value, a Switch is worth $300 on retail market. Mm -hmm. A PS5 digital edition is $400 and a physical edition is $500. Yeah. So it's more money. So even if you're going just off of digital, you're making 25% more profit than the switch would. Yeah. So it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. All you have to do is sell equal numbers more. and you'll make more. Yeah. Even less, really. But. Yeah. Twenty four percent less. You. Yeah. Still won. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it it just seems like one of those stats that doesn't really make like a lot of. It's it doesn't mean anything other than like just trying to like market that like say we're doing really well. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say that's impressive is we are seeing both Xbox and PlayStation in this hiatus of console production because of resources or lack of them yes the chip processing at least is something that they are not able to get so we're seeing less of them true true but at the same time scalpers are buying all these consoles so even if you're not seeing people actually buying them to use 
they're being bought and that's all that sony cares to see right exactly they're being they're getting money and that's all that matters they don't care how and by whom or from whom yeah well i mean they should care because that means no one's buying the software for their hardware yes if they can't play it yeah but that's another story mm-hmm. all right uh D D, the dungeons and dragon it's becoming a popular brand again there's a movie coming out but there's also apparently going to be a open world game that's in development by hidden path entertainment the studio behind counter-strike global offense Ah. Oh. So they're making a AAA third-person open-world RPG set in the Dungeons & Dragon world. So my first instinct was Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. But Dr- Dungeons & Dragon. Yeah. My first thought was, isn't that what World of Warcraft is? Well, that's a MMO, right? That's um, a... I don't know. I've never played it, so I couldn't really say. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I haven't just, really played it I've either. Seen... I, well, I lie. I, I played the pig farming... <laughs> tutorial or whatever it's called uh it doesn't matter i just feel like south park famously uh yeah made fun of yeah um i got really excited because i saw the name and it says hidden path ent and so i was like ent like the trees in lord of the rings Uh, and i'm sorry no that was me approving (laughs) entertainment i was like ooh. (laughs) i was like no i didn't know that was a thing no it's like yeah i know it's hidden path entertainment is that is there it's from counter-strike that makes sense developer yeah I mean, it sounds like something I could be interested in checking out, but I never played D&D either, so I don't really know. Yeah, I know that it has Dungeons and Dragons. Um, that's as far as I'm aware <laughs> of the property. I know you can be like different characters or whatever, like different race, like basically Skyrim. Yeah, I mean, it might be a blend of like The Witcher and Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. Gonna, like you said, you're probably going to make your character versus right. just having one defaulted to right, right. the game. Yeah. But I, there's no word that it's going to be like a online-based thing. So yeah, it's, yeah. it sounds like it's single player as far as I'm aware. Yeah. But. Because yeah. otherwise they'd call it an MMO, I, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you're probably right. Well, cool. Something to look forward to. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, it, I think the, this came about because uh, the one of the people behind the studio tweeted that they were looking for uh, certain job categories right, right. to hire on to work on the project. Okay. So they're probably early development. So don't expect this for more than a couple years at least. Okay. Um, PlayStation VR is back in the news a little bit. Um, they had a blog that released a bunch of game announcements that were going to be coming to the PSVR. Uh, Doom 3 specifically was one that caught my interest. Uh, so this is a older game, obviously, back on, I think, the first Xbox PS2 time. Yeah. Um, it's getting a VR edition that will come out later this month. No date yet. So I'm looking forward to that. Of course you are. I, I find that was very interesting, too, though, because, you know, we just got the announcement of Bethesda yeah. being official with Xbox, mm-hmm. but you're getting this. So it yeah. had to have been something that was in the works beforehand. Yeah. Um, After the Fall, which is a game, basically, it looks like a first-person shooter co-op VR game based in a post-apocalyptic world, which is like a frozen environment. Mm -hmm. So Ice Age. Ice Age, there you go. Uh, The enemies look very similar to, like, the clickers from The Last of Us, but this game is not affiliated affiliated with that that franchise, as far as I'm aware. 
Uh, it has a summer release, so it's something that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you need to have co-op because that's the part that's going to be like, well, I don't have multiple VR headsets. Yeah, or yeah. friends that have VR as well. So yeah, either I'm playing with strangers or probably going to have to pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a game called Song Song in the Smoke, which looked like some kind of survival game set in like a prehistoric time. Hmm, okay. Like dinosaurs, Uh, there were some dinosaurs, like saber tooth tiger type stuff. It okay, didn't really know exactly what the game was, but it's you know, there's a moment where you're clinging rocks together, trying, trying to, make, to make fire or stuff like that. Got it. It seemed a little artsy, but like it was interesting. Okay. Uh, then another game on there was called Fract. Uh, it had a very Borderlands art style to it, um, mm-hmm. but overall, it looked like a very generic VR first person shooter type game. Okay. So. Those are just some things. There was a couple others, but it, it's nice to see that there's stuff coming out to PlayStation VR. Yeah, definitely. It seems like it's been a while since there's been some big stuff coming out for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, something that caught me off guard with the news this last week. Um, according to the PlayStation blog, they will be getting rid of the movies and TV purchases and rentals on the PlayStation Store. This will be... As of August 31st, 2021, so a few months, I guess what, six months-ish? Yeah, okay. From now, you'll have to buy or rent whatever the fuck you want, and mm-hmm. it's going to be gone. This caught me off guard. Like, Yeah. Does it, that means there's so little purchases and rentals on the store that it's not even worth having yeah. this content. I would have assumed that's a good chunk of their, their online market, but apparently it's not. Yeah. Like, why else would you just get rid of it? Yeah, it must just be not worth maintaining the servers or whatever. It's not like this is just about PS4 because it's also PS5. Is you know their PS Store market is all tied together, even PS3, right? Yeah. Um, so their blog said they will no longer offer movies and TV purchases and rentals through PlayStation Store as of August thirty first, twenty twenty one. The decision was made after tremendous growth from PlayStation fans using subscription based and ad based entertainment streaming services. Such as Netflix, YouTube, Disney Plus, and others. Okay. So basically, they've kind of wondering with Xbox if it's the same way. Then, if I guess we're just seeing people are more inclined to the subscription model versus mm-hmm. what they deem owning something. Yeah. I mean, digital, you never truly own it. But... Right. Yeah. But I mean, I hope Microsoft doesn't go that direction because we have a lot of movies on there. Well, you would theoretically keep what you have. Yeah, in but your if they... catalog, you just wouldn't be able to get more yeah but that also brings in the, the the idea that like well that means everything has to always be available yeah in some capacity of a streaming service yes or else you wouldn't be able to get it you know yeah because it's convenient to be able to just like rent a movie right there yeah, like or buy obviously movie. new movies are you're not going to see that happen mm-hmm. unless all new movies go to streaming services you know which could happen with the streaming okay wars at that. some point yeah. but like you know Hollywood's make it very clear they don't want that to be a thing. So, yeah. you know, new releases, you have to pay. I think right now it's a minimal of $20 to rent a movie. Yeah. That's not on a streaming service. Yeah. So, if a PlayStation, who has arguably more success selling consoles and, and a user base, mm-hmm. is struggling with this, then, like, I wonder what Microsoft is doing. But yeah. it's also interesting because, you know, Game Pass is obviously the game side, but, like, that's them. Maybe that's why they created Game Pass because they saw that people do want more of a streaming a service versus yeah. a purchase rental option. That's a good point. Yeah. 
which I guess you could argue is a rental option. Yeah. But a timely one. Right. Not to be completely off track, but I just have to chastise you for mentioning McDonald's because now I want a fucking McDonald's hamburger. See? Advertising does work, whether <laughs> you think bullshit. it or not. It wasn't even true advertising. You literally just mentioned it. And now I can't stop thinking about fucking hamburger. I'll get you some McDonald's. <laughs> or, or would you rather have McDowell's? <laughs> Maybe McDowell's, yeah. <laughs> if you don't get this joke, go listen to our movies and TV portion before. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, depending on when you're listening to this. Fair it could enough. be years ago. Right, but like in the recording. <laughs> in the episode. All right, our last topic of news for gaming uh, there's news, or rumors, I should say, which we've had uh, for the last year and a half, I'd say, of a Switch Pro potentially happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is based on a Bloomberg report that the new Switch would use a larger OLED Samsung display and a firmware that supports a 4K chip with a dock mode upgrade. Okay. So this would upgrade the screen from its current 6.2-inch LCD screen to a 7-inch OLED, similar to the Vita. Mm-hmm. I have that. Wait, the Vita has a bigger screen than the Switch? No, no, they're just saying OLED screen. Oh, got it, okay. When the Vita first came out, it was an OLED, and then they shifted to a different screen format on the later cheaper version. Mm-hmm, okay. Despite the 4K-capable chip processing that they could have, uh, it's expected that they would stick to a 720p for the mobile use of the Switch. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, this was this idea would be to preserve pixel density and lower thermals, which I guess is like, I assume, the heat, heat yeah. given off from the console. Yeah, because if you're using, like, you have the higher capability chip, then it can get warmer by, mm-hmm. you know, makes sense. And then the rumors are that it's going to be announced for a late 2021 release. Okay. I mean... We've been hearing, like I said, like, I want to say the last year, year and a half, there's been a lot of speculation or like supposed reasons why this is happening. You know, we did shortly get the Nintendo Switch Lite a little bit after the initial rumors of a Pro. Yeah. And so people were like, oh, well, that's all it was. Uh, but then there's still been other stuff. It's not out of the realm of possibility when you look at what Nintendo does with their handhelds, right? Yes. How many versions of the... 3ds did we get we got we had a 2ds then we had a 3ds and then we had a 2d 3ds or a 3d 2ds like it, yeah <laughs> that yeah. was a lot of variations and that's yeah. end up being like one of their top selling devices of all time right, right right um not to mention the other versions you know game boy had the game boy game boy color game boy advance game boy sp yeah like it, there's been a lot of versions yeah so I and would don't forget not the uh, unpublished attachment, the work boy. Oh, right. <laughs> the work boy. <laughs> Maybe they'll release that as a limited edition yeah. <laughs> buy by this date thing. Maybe. <laughs> so I am not shocked if this is really a thing. Yeah. Uh, it would be a way for them to compete with the criticism of not having the 4K. But at the same time, like they don't make games that you really need 4K, right? It's yeah, exactly. They're, they're all kid friendly games. Yeah, they are venturing into the 4K they're... or the, to the the more adult games as their third party stuff. That... Yeah, like they have The Witcher and they have like other mm-hmm. and they have like um what's it called Apex Legends just and came out. And these are games that like are relatively surprising that they can work on the Switch. Yeah, because definitely. Because you think they would 
not be able to handle yeah. these games. But maybe that's what it's about. Maybe they're future-proofing so they can get some bigger titles that may not handle well on the Switch yeah, later on. Yeah, that's a good point. I would be interested in this. It just would depend on the price of it. Like, it couldn't be that much more expensive. It looks like really all it is is the screen and resolution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what, like maybe 350 Yeah, I couldn't. 350? I mean, 400 would, I feel like, be too much. Yeah. Because you can get a, a, a PS4, PS5 five, yeah. digital edition for yeah. 400 Yeah. And that's leagues better, right? Yeah. The the only selling point is the... The portability. On the, yeah, portability, on yeah. the go. Yeah. Um, portability, buddy. <laughs> but I honestly don't even do that personally. I, get, I mean, especially with my controllers having the drift. Yeah. I don't. I play docked, basically. That's yeah. my exclusive way right now. Yeah. I think I used it portably a little bit whenever I was playing Breath of the Wild on it. But there were certain things where I was like, ah, I got to come back to this later whenever mm-hmm. I can dock it. Because it's like, I need to see this bigger. Well, like, you could do, like, the cooking or whatever other stupid bullshit that, like, didn't really matter. Yeah. Like, uh, there's some games that I, I enjoyed playing, like, in bed. But, like, you know, like, um, what's it called? You that uh, Cat Quest? Or, no, not that. Um, well, I mean, I did play that. But, yeah. uh, a Blink. It's uh, the Toadstool <laughs> Puzzle Quest, or what the fuck it's called. I'm completely butchering the name. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's the, like, the... Oh, let's look it up. Okay, so Captain Toad... <laughs> Treasure Tracker. Yeah, see, I was completely off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I really enjoy that game. Okay. And it's, you know, it's, it's it bite-sized levels. So, like, you okay. can you can play, you know, a little bit here or there, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta go take a shit. Maybe I'll get a couple <laughs> dozen, depending yeah. on how big the shit yeah, is. Yeah, your you know? bathroom switch. <laughs> Soon to be 4K bathroom switch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it would only be 720 unless it's docked. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm not shocked if this is a real thing. Um, but ironically, will they, would Nintendo just cancel this then since they did that with their uh, Legend of Zelda Netflix series after yeah. it got leaked? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> All but right. Yeah, certain games I think I personally am more inclined to play portable versus docked. Like yeah. some games I'm like, oh no, I need that to be docked. Yeah. Zelda, sense. I think, would be one of those games. Yeah, most of the time. Like, I would do, I would play it portably, but most of the time I'd be like, okay, no, I gotta stop now. <laughs> Depending on what I was doing, I would have to take it mm. and dock it. Something else I played, I can't remember what, did I play something else that you had? I can't remember, but yeah, there's certain situations that call for it and certain that don't. Mm. So, yeah. So, that'd be cool. I guess we'll have to wait and see till the end of the year. Probably holiday time. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> I would imagine it would be like a September, October launch Mm -hmm. and then try and take advantage of the holiday sales. Yeah. Once it gets its first wave out. Right. Exactly. Okay. That is it for our gaming news. That's it for our gaming episode. It is. Our whole episode. Yes. Not just the game. That's all of it. (laughs) Uh, So uh, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you. Definitely don't forget to go uh, leave us a rating, a review on uh, whatever your podcast service of choice, but ideally Apple, so that we can matter, because apparently that matters. <laughs> um, yeah, I constantly get emails from Apple just saying, <laughs> you don't matter. You don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, you know, the subject 
important. Read immediately. Yeah. You don't matter. You don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting tired of it, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cute anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, help us out with that so we can matter, please. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Our group is called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at DTFpod. Check out our website, DTFcast.com. Or send us an email directly at DTFpod at gmail.com. And uh, give us suggestions or feedback or whatever floats your boat, you know? Yeah, it- Shout out to the douchebags who took DTFpod.com yeah. and don't actually use it. Yeah. Some assholes like reserved it and then it would cost us like a lot of money to buy it. Even yeah. though they're not using it. Yeah. Such a dick move. I mean, I might have bought it from you, but you know, I've got McDonald's to go buy. So <laughs> uh, McDowell's. McDowell's. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I can't afford it right now. Yeah. All right. So, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll, uh, see you around sometime soon for our WandaVision anatomy of WandaVision. Yeah, so we're we're hoping to get a handful of stuff out this next week. WandaVision, hopefully Justice League. Yeah. Maybe two weeks from now, depending on how quickly we can get that one going. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's shorter than the movie itself. Yeah. And then, of course, our our traditional (laughs) weekly episode. Yeah, there's no fucking guarantees. (laughs) I think our episode that was just about the announcement of the Snyder Cut was longer than four hours. It probably... I don't know I how, think, I think but it, it happens. Yeah. So ridiculous. <laughs> so go check that out if you give a shit. Not that it's relevant anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah. that's it for episode 83 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye <laughs>